Yes, I'm singing to myself. That's what I do. Today, though, I'm not I'm not gonna do a queen deep dive. I did that. I just did that dive. That is the loser in the end by Roger Taylor in Queen. I just did that dive a few episodes ago. But today I wanted to talk very impulsively, <laughs> by the way, about this because it hit me like a ton of bricks yesterday. And this is sort of a recap, a throwback to an episode I did previously, which was all about my having to take a break from running for several weeks because I hurt my back. I don't want to get into too many details about it because honestly, I still don't know what I did. I'm assuming I strained it because it went on and on and on for a while, but I never had nerve pain and I never had any super, super high concentrated, really sharp pain. It was mostly a dull ache and I kept getting these weird back spasms up and down my back from time to time, but it's mostly subsided. So I've slowly been getting back into the running game. And in doing that, I realized something. And I want to share this with you because if you run or you do a lot of strenuous activities, it's really good to know and think about what your body is doing as you do these things. Here it is. I started getting back into running a couple of weeks ago and I started very slow and very short. And I did a few runs like that that felt pretty good. And I went for six miles the other weekend. First time I'd done that in weeks and it felt fabulous. I felt pretty good the whole time. I didn't feel any pain. I didn't feel really any kind of strain. I was a little bit sore right after, but I thought I was fine. Hours later, I got that little bit of irritated, dull ache, concentrated pain in my lower back on the right side again. And I thought, oh, I just killed it. I just heard it again. So I had to pull back again on my running and I had to put more ice and heat on it and stretch it again. And I was completely deflated, right? Because running is what I do when things aren't fantastic. And when you can't do that, it really is a lousy time. So this last week, I was able to get in two very, very short runs. And then yesterday, I went for four miles and I felt fine and I still feel fine, which is huge success, which means I didn't do anything to irritate it again. And the only reason it worked is not because I went for only four miles. I think it's because of what I did while I was running. Right before I went yesterday, I was thinking about my form, which I haven't thought about much in the last few, I don't know. I haven't really revisited my form in a long time because... If you do this kind of stuff routinely as well, you know that you get into a groove and you don't really think about it. You, you run like you run. After a certain number of years, you don't really evaluate how you're running. You just do it. But I have this tendency when I get a little bit too comfortable in a run, I get into a groove for a few miles, I realized that my pelvis would tip forward and my stomach would stick out and I'd arch my back. This is like the worst thing you can do, especially for running, because all of that tension and pressure and weight that ricochets up your body when you hit the pavement with every single step is multiplied when you crunch your back. Every single disc, your entire spine just gets incredibly compressed. It's no wonder I hurt myself when I went six miles because I wasn't thinking about that. My back was arched and I put all of this unnecessary pressure on my spine. So yesterday, the whole time, I just kept thinking core, core, core. 
I kept it tight. I kept my pelvis tilted forward directly underneath me in a straight line. And I was able to go almost my normal pace, still a little bit slower consciously, but I was able to go for four miles without a hitch, without any issue. I felt fine after. I feel fine today. So that little thing, which is actually a very big thing, that one thought of, okay, I'm going to straighten things out. It worked. When was the last time you did that? Even if you're not a runner, let's say you do something else. Let's, let's say you lift weights. Maybe you do rowing. <laughs> you know, maybe you ski. I don't know. There's a million different things, right? That people go out there and enjoy when it comes to recreation. There is a right and a wrong way to do all of those things. It's about form. Because the minute you line up your body right, everything else just kind of falls into place. Because your muscles that are meant to do the work start working. And you retrain your brain and your, your muscles, your muscle memory to do what it's supposed to do. I've had to do this before. For a period of time when I would run, I took really long strides and I was coming down hard on pretty much my toes. And I remember even my husband telling me when he saw me running a few times, he said, that doesn't look like it's going to do you any favors. And eventually I had to completely, and it took me weeks to do it, rewire my brain and take a new approach. I had to get back to running within it. It was like I was running for the first time again. It was weird. I was like, okay, I, I have to completely change the movement of my hips and my legs and what I'm doing with my feet because otherwise I'm going to destroy my knees, my back, and everything is going gonna, is gonna to take a turn for the worst. So when you do that, you have to think about every limb, every muscle, all unified like this brilliant machine, which you are, and doing the best it can for itself in that form so you can go forever. That's the other thing. If you're struggling with longevity in a run or you simply feel like you just can't go after a few miles, it might be your form. Maybe you're sticking your stomach out like I have a tendency to do when I get lazy. Maybe your strides are too big. Maybe you're bouncing too much. It's not good to bounce. When you, when you run, you don't want to be bouncing. I see this a lot when I see people run all over the place. People tend to kind of, it's almost like they're trying to look elegant when they run. Don't do that. Just run. Take your shoes off. Go into some flat, grassy park and just run. That's the best way to figure out what your natural gait is when you run is just get out there and run. Don't overthink it, but you have to be aware. I realize that feels like a contradiction of terms, but it does get easier. You do start to subconsciously do what you need to do to stay in a healthy form to get the most out of your run or your exercise or whatever it is that you're doing. Cross training. Cross training is huge. I didn't used to think this was a big deal. When I first started running a few years ago, I simply loved running and I walked, but I didn't do anything else. But it is so good to work other muscles to keep everything else strong and healthy that you're not actively engaging. Yes, when you run, you're working a lot of muscles in your body, but some way more than others. It's good to do leg lifts, stretches, to work with a tension band so you can build up strength in not just your inner thighs, but your outer thighs. I'm sorry, I forget what muscles are called. I always get them mixed up. So <laughs> I just go with really simple terminology. 
a really great way to see how your back form is to help encourage your back to stay straight during a run is to lie flat on the floor and tilt your hips so your entire back is against the floor. Yes, this is possible, even with a, even with a bubble butt. <laughs> yes, you can do this. Just tilt your hips forward and your whole back will be flat and do leg lifts while you do that and keep your back totally flat against the floor. This is a really great way to get a feel for how it should feel all the way down the line of your back when you're running. It should be completely straight, as straight as you can get it. Not, not forcefully so, but in a comfortable straight position. Don't get lazy like I do and let your stomach fall forward. It's not good. Keep that back totally straight as much as you can. But that's the gist of it, is you want to exercise everything as much as you can to have a lot of strength and a lot of stamina. Make it easier on yourself. Change it up. Change up your route, your pace. Walk and run, et cetera, et cetera. Do different things to work all of your legs. Go on hikes. Lift those legs. Get them up there. Stretching. This is another thing I didn't think about nearly enough a few years ago. And a lot of people say, oh, I don't need to stretch. And honestly, it can't hurt, even if you feel like you don't need to. And your older self will thank your younger self if you start stretching both before and after you go for any kind of strenuous workout. Stretch, stretch, stretch. And hey, you know what? Stretching, oh my gosh, doesn't it feel good? Tell me that's not like the best thing in the world when you're tired or you first wake up. I just lie there and I stretch as long as I possibly can. It, it, it's just, oh, it feels so good to stretch. Rolling. I'm talking about rolling tight muscles, especially your calves. I have equinus. I think it's called equinus. And what that is, is short calf muscles. It just means that not only are my legs short, but my muscle, especially on my right leg, is noticeably shorter. My calf is really high up on my leg. And because of that, I have plantar fasciitis issues. If this is you and you also have this problem, super important to roll your muscle and keep it loose and warm and flexible. Because the moment that puppy starts to tighten, everything's going to start pulling and your ankle's going to hurt and your heel's going to hurt and your arch is going to hurt. It's all going to start pulling up your leg and you're going to have plantar fasciitis issues. Don't be that person because once you get plantar fasciitis, it's much easier to get it again and again and again. Roll those babies. Roll the tension right out of your legs. Take baths. Baths are so good. Get some Epsom salt. Just relax. It doesn't have to be smelly Epsom salt. I, I actually got some Epsom salt last time that has eucalyptus in it. And I love eucalyptus, but it's really strong. I mean, I can still smell it on me like two days later. It's ridiculously over the top strong. But get some just plain Epsom salt. Relax in a tub. It smells so good. It feels good. It's just good for your muscles. It's fantastic stuff. And the gear matters. I talked about this before when I talked about running weeks ago. The gear that you have for running especially or any kind of high stress 
exercise workout is so important. Get something that fits. Get something that supports your feet. Get compression socks. Get something that doesn't chafe. Get gear that you can layer or take off if you get hot. Get something for your head so if you sweat, you don't have things running into your eyes. You don't want sunscreen in your eyes. That is no fun. Just do everything you can to make sure you're super comfortable when you run. And get bright gear too. Get bright stuff that people can see. I know that might sound silly. In fact, I see a lot of people who run that wear black and gray. And I'm thinking, dude, I can't really see you. If you're going to be out there, especially in the evening hours, get something super bright and reflective with lights on it, maybe. I see a lot of people with lights on wristbands and shoes. Wouldn't it be cool if we could just get those shoes that have the little uh, roller skate things on them? Do they make adult sizes of those? <laughs> they have lights on them. Let's just find those. No, I'm digressing. There's certain stuff you can get the lights up and you can get headlights. I got a super awesome headlamp from one of my best friends. I finally got one because she gifted it to me. I'd been thinking about it for years. And finally I was like, yes, I have a headlamp. There's nothing worse than running in the dark. And if you run the same routes, you know where all the little potholes are and you know where the dips are. But when you're running in the dark, there's this strange feeling of euphoria because you're like, okay, I'm relying on my memory to remember where all the hazardous spots are. And you really, all you can do is just hope and pray that you don't step on or in something <laughs> that's going to make you fall. I've been there where, especially in the winter hours and you can't get out before it's dark and you have to run in the dark and you're like, okay, seriously, <laughs> this is the riskiest thing I've done in months, just running in the dark. It's fun, but it's exhilarating, but yeah, it's kind of hazardous. So just get gear that you can see. Not only other people can see you, but you yourself can see when you're in the dark. If you have to run at night, I always say it's better to run in the day, but if you have to run at night, be prepared, okay? And take stuff with you to protect yourself too. Take something that you can protect yourself against animals. I mean, I live in a place where there's tons of wild animals. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? So just be prepared. Even if you feel like I'm never going to have to use this, just have it with you. Have your phone with you. Have some way to notify someone. I actually love my Garmin watch because it has some notification thing that if I abruptly, if I were to stop abruptly and the device can see that, that my speed is completely dropped to nothing very, very, very suddenly, there's this automatic alert thing that will let my hubby know that something may have happened. So those kinds of things are really nice to have for tracking purposes. If you want to let someone know what's going on, it's really handy, super nice to have that option. We didn't used to have those kinds of capabilities. So yes, I think it's important to protect your privacy, but I also think it's important to make sure the people that are closest to you know what's happening and can help you if you need it. So yes, gear is important. Have good gear not just for the comfort of having it, but the convenience, the safety of having it. Take good care of yourself. Take good care of your form. If it's been a while since you thought about the way you're running, the way you're lifting, the way you're exercising, go back and review all of those tips from the pros and think about that stuff. When you're running, 
Keep your shoulders back, your spine straight, pelvis forward. Do not dip that thing. You're going to hurt your back. Use your entire leg. Don't just push off with your lower legs. I, that's another thing I sometimes do. I use just what feels like the, the bottom half of my leg to push all my weight forward. That's not good. You need to lift your whole leg to get the real good benefits. And again, the more you do that, the more you think about all these little things. It sounds overwhelming, but the more you think about them, the easier it gets for your muscles, your body to just do it going forward. And you will feel much better and you might even get more out of your workout. You might be able to go farther. You might be totally amazed. So that is my little story about what I've learned in my rehabilitating my back after hurting it and getting back to running. But if you need to rethink the way you're doing it, then do it. Get out there and reevaluate your processes, your stretching, your cross-training, your workouts, and you'll feel better. You'll feel better all around. It'll be a mental, emotional, physical happiness. Go for it. Get out there and run. Take care of yourselves. Keep yourselves alive. As always, I'll be back next time with some more fun queen deep dives and some more positive, encouraging stuff, I always hope. Until next time. Talk to you guys soon.